Ephesians chapter 5, verses 19 through 21. We are at least, Lord willing, going to cover those verses. We could go further, but probably we're going to deal with Ephesians chapter 5, verses 19 through 21. Another reason I, I wrestled with what I was going to be teaching tonight or how much I would teach you, because I'm in the uh, series that I've just started called His Presence, I'm going to do a sermon on worship. And some of the material that, that I would use tonight, I could perhaps use in that message, but I, I just really prayed about it. I studied it, and I said, okay, Lord, these, these are the verses that, that are next on the list. I'm just going to deal with them. And, and so if you hear it more than once, then you needed it more than once. Amen. All right, Ephesians chapter 5, verse... Uh, let's start with verse 18, because this is where we left off last time. Last time we had uh, the study that was called, You Need God. You need God. And he said in verse 18, Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. We talked about what that means, and it basically means you need God. That's the simplest way to say it. You need God. You need to be filled by His Spirit. And and we told you that be filled is a command, not a suggestion, not a good idea. It's a command. And we told you also that, it, that it's not a, a one-time experience, but it's an ongoing experience, and a, a continual experience. Be filled and continue being filled. The verse could be translated that way. Be filled, continue being filled. Uh, you're, you're, uh, you have that ongoing need for God. Now, what I want you to see is verse 18 is basically... Uh, the fountain from which the other verses flow that we're about to read. You see, verses 19, 20, and 21 are connected to verse 18. It may not be as obvious to you as you read it in the English Bible, but when, you look at, when you're looking at it in the Greek text, the command, be filled, is followed by a series of five participles in the Greek New Testament. That is, five things that are, that are the result of being filled by the Spirit of God. So these five participial phrases are linking or are linked back to that command, be filled with the Spirit. In other words, when you are filled with the Spirit, these five things will be evident in your life. So make sure that in your mind, if not already in your Bible, that you note that verses 19, 20, and 21 are linked. They are the result of being filled with the Spirit of God. So let me read the text. Verse 18, he says, Be filled with the Spirit. Verse 19, Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Five things. Five things that are the result of being filled with the Spirit of God. Let me pray with you. Father, you know how I have wrestled with this and trying to decide what to teach and how much to teach and how to teach it. And uh, Father, I I just come before you tonight asking for your Holy Spirit. I really believe that you've led me to this point. I, I really believe you've led me to these verses. I really believe that by your Spirit you've given me something to share. But God, we want to hear from you tonight, not just from me. It would be a waste of time if people came and just heard me. And so I pray for your Holy Spirit to be our teacher. 
and to be our guide. I pray that You'll take over. I pray, Lord, that You'd put Your words in my mind and in my mouth. And I pray, God, that the Holy Spirit would enable us to understand what it means to live under the influence of Your Spirit. And so now, Lord, may the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, be acceptable to You. O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. In my notes, I've titled the study tonight, Under the Influence. That has a negative connotation in most circles in America. Under the Influence. But in the church, especially if you're looking at this text, under the influence is a perfect example or illustration of what we need in our lives. And so tonight we're going to look at five things that are the natural result of being under the influence of the Holy Spirit. The first one is in verse 19, and, and again, we're not going to have a a normal outline or anything. We're just, I'm going to draw and diagram and do some things on the board and ask you to do that on your blank paper as well. But here's the first thing that is the result of being filled with, under the influence of, the Holy Spirit. He says, Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Now, when I looked at that, the, several things caught my attention. The first thing is, is that he says this. He says... Speak to one another. The first thing that caught my attention is the first word. The first word is speak to one another, but it says speak to one another with what? Songs, hymns, spiritual songs. Now, if you and I were writing this, what word would we put here? Exactly. Sing to one another with songs and hymns and spiritual songs. And so when I began to study this, immediately the breaks went on. It's like, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What is he talking about here when he says, speak to one another? Interesting, interesting word. Speak to one another, not sing. Then the second thing that caught my attention as I looked at this is that he says, speak to one another. Again, if I was writing it, it would probably go something like this. Sing to the Lord with spiritual songs and hymns. Right? That is not the way he starts. He talks about speaking to one another. And he uses three different categories. Tell me what the categories are, church. Speak to one another with what? Psalms, hymns, and what? Spiritual songs. Psalms, hymns, I didn't spell hymns right. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Here's where I want you to draw something. Now you're going you're to understand why the Lord called me to preach, because I can't draw anything. 
I, I wouldn't make it as, as an artist by any means. Alright, so, so here's what I'm... You just draw the little guy like that. And you draw a little girl like that. A little ga gal like that. I, if you can do it better, you can come over here and draw it, okay? <laughs> but I want you to notice the flow. I want you to notice the direction. Speak, he says, to one another. Being filled with the Spirit, he said, results in this. You will speak to one another. He's not mentioning God in any form or fashion yet. Now, he will. But he's not mentioning God in any form or fashion yet as far as the direction of what we're doing. But he says, speak to one another. In psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Now here's what I want you to do. I want you to talk to somebody near you. And if you have to get up and move, that's okay. I want you to talk to somebody near you. And, and I want you to come up with what does he mean? What, what are psalms and hymns and spiritual songs? Now, before you start talking, do not look at that from the perspective of 2014. You know what I mean by that? If you look at this and say, well, hymns, I mean, that's what's in our Baptist hymnal. Eh, wrong. <laughs> It's, don't, don't look at it through modern eyes. But when Paul wrote these words, what in the world did, before there was ever a Baptist hymnal, and Paul wrote these words, what did he mean when he said, speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. What are these three? Talk to one another, try to figure it out. Huh? What was that? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just wait until I start giving you a test. All right. <clears throat> All right. The reason that I ask you to discuss what these three things are is because I don't know either. <laughs> I, 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 know, I know what people say they are, but I don't know if anybody really knows for sure what they are. I can tell you what some of the scholars have said, but it was, it was almost comical to me to read the commentaries. And, and one says, oh, this is what it means. And another says, oh, no, this is what it means. Another said, this is what it means. And they don't know either. But I'm just curious what you think it is. And then we're going to come to some kind of an agreement. First of all, what do you think psalms are? We might be able to get this one. What do you think psalms are? I can't. I, what? Scripture. What Scripture. 
Psalms, exactly. The Psalms of the Old Testament were songs that were sung. So speak to one another with psalms. Those, that old, those Old Testament scriptures, and they would sing them. Hymns, that's a harder one. Hymns, what, what do you think hymns means? Same thing? Now that is, by the way, that is one interpretation that this is three ways of saying the same thing. That is one interpretation that this is three ways of saying the same thing. I don't believe that, but that's one interpretation. What do you think hymns mean? Huh? All right. So, so they they created their their hymns from the songs. Did I hear praise or something? Yes. Praise music, praise songs. Any other ideas on hymns? Hymns are with an instrument. Okay. Interesting. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. All right. So, so what about spiritual songs? What? I won't say it this time. Spiritual songs. Uh huh. Okay. All right. The hymns are something more formal, and and the, the the spiritual songs are something more of a common language. Something. Okay. Somebody else. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's part of. Yeah, no question about that. That's the whole point. As a result of being filled with the Spirit, you'll speak to one another with with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. No question about that. My question is. What do these things mean? Let, let me just kind of give you a... Uh, what it's saying is that not everybody has the same talent and style and learning. You know, so yeah. So when Paul wrote these words to the church at Ephesus, what did he mean when he said, speak to one another with psalms? Well, I believe we agree on psalms as the Old Testament psalms, more than likely. Hymns, uh, hymns from what I've read and, and, and things just looking at different uh, interpretations, hymns are directed to God. They are songs of our faith that are directed to God. Uh, hymns, uh, many, there are many hymns in the New Testament where, or at least the scholars believe that for instance, in, in Philippians, there's a section where they, they believe that was a hymn of the New Testament church. So the hymns would be uh, songs of our faith written by the New Testament church. Psalms would be songs of our faith written by the Old Testament believers. All right? Hymns, New Testament church, uh, express their praise to God. And then spiritual songs would be what we would probably say praise songs. 
songs, just, just praise directed to God, spiritual songs that flow more from the heart. I hate to give it, give it a current day illustration, but it would be more like a praise chorus than anything else, you know? Uh, it's just something that, that kind of comes out as, as a praise song developed by the church towards, uh, to the Lord. But now here, let's go back to this first word. Speak to one another in these ways. Here's why I believe he used that word, speak. Have you ever, have you ever had somebody sing, ever heard somebody sing, and then you went to them and said, I just want you to know, that song really spoke to me. Uh, you, you just ministered to me. You encouraged me. That song really spoke to me today. We all have. Music has the ability to speak to us in a way sometimes that words never do. Here's what Paul is saying. Speak to one another. And here's, with with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, here's the key. To one another. In other words, when you are filled with the Spirit, one of the results of being filled with the Spirit is that we have a concern for our brothers and our sisters in Christ, and we seek to edify them and to encourage them. it's, it's, it's so fascinating to me that the first thing that he says, the results of being filled with the Spirit, is that you have a concern for others. You have a concern for other believers. And you seek to edify and encourage and develop and build up those believers. That's, that's the first result of being filled with the Spirit. Then, to go on to, to the next verse, or the next half of the verse, he says, Sing and make music in your heart. To the Lord. These are two different participial phrases. Sing is, is the second one. Make music is the third one. I'm, I'm combining them together. I told you there's five participial phrases. I'm combining two and three together. Sing and making music in your heart to the Lord. So what does it mean to sing and make music in your heart to the Lord? Well, here's... Write this down on your notes if you've got that, that paper. There's, there's two possible interpretations uh, the first one is pretty obvious. Uh, it's, it's to use your voice. To sing by, by using your voice. Look. He says, sing and make music. This is by, by way of your voice. You, you sing, you make music by way of your voice. But this phrase, make music probably refers to an instrument. One is praised through, through your voice, the other is praised by means of an instrument. Others suggest that make music should be linked to the next part. It says sing and make music. What's the next phrase right here? In your heart. Some people say, no, no when it says make music, He's talking about making music in your heart. So there is this vocal praise, and then there's also this inner praise. You could flip a coin and decide which one it is. Whichever interpretation you choose, the obvious application is this, that singing and music is never intended to be mechanical. It's not a matter of simply, you know... Words coming across your lips. It's not merely lips and fingers. Lips giving voice, fingers making the music. It's, listen, worship is not a matter of simply 
saying the right things with my mouth or playing the right things with my fingers. It's not worship. Worship is this. Look at the text. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music. Look at this. In your heart to the Lord. I'm in a drawing mood tonight, so... Where am I? I'm going to do it right here. Alright, so we got... We got our little guy, or it could be a gal, whichever you want it to be. And he says, this is the direction. Verse 19b. This is the direction. Sing and make music. Watch this. You're going to be so impressed with this drawing. Sing and make music. (laughs) Aren't you glad you came tonight? Sing and make music in your heart. Look at this. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. What? It's in his throat. He's nervous. Has you ever, your heart ever gotten in your throat? You try to do... Listen, I've, I've tried to do a, a solo a couple of times. My heart was in my throat, I'm telling you. I know all about that. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. Let's get real honest. Is that the way you sang tonight? Sometimes we wonder, why is the worship so dead? Probably not the choir's fault. Probably not Dave's fault. It's probably that we're not doing this. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. But nobody else, I sometimes hear this, but nobody else around me is singing. I've heard people, I'm just being real honest. <laughs> I've heard people who stand on the stage say, I wish you could, I've heard people in the choir say this, I wish you could see those people out there, they're just dead. They're just standing, they're just, we're just singing, come on now, I'm trying to get an amen out of you. <laughs> they're just standing, It's hard for me to worship because of the people out there going. They're not singing. They're not worshiping. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Listen. The Word says, Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. It does not say, Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord if others are doing it too. Let me stay up here for a moment. So if you're up here singing, or you're up here singing, and you're looking out there, and you're saying, but they're not singing with me. Your focus is in the wrong place. Or, if you're down here singing, and you think, but no, I'm the only one singing. Good. Sing to the Lord. Sing and make music in your heart 
to the Lord. One of the results is spirit-filled living, being under the influence. Is that the music, watch this, this is, this is so good. The music becomes something between us and Him. When the music becomes something between you and God, that's when it becomes worship. Until that time, it's just noise or entertainment. But when the music becomes something between you and God, it becomes worship. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. You don't need anybody else around you to do that. Nobody else in your section might be doing that, but you can worship the Lord. Amen or oh me? Then he says, here's another example or another outgrowth of being filled with the Spirit. The third participle is this, verse 20. Always giving thanks to the God and Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now I want to make sure you understand something because this so many times we take that verse out of context. It's even evident if you'll read it carefully, it's even evident in the in the English Bible, much less the Greek New Testament. But if you look at it in the English Bible, always What's the word before the word always in verse 20? Lord. And then there's a a what kind of punctuation? A comma. There's a comma there, not a period. There's a comma there, not a period. So what does that tell you about the rest of, of, of verse 19 or verse 20? It's a continuation. What he's talking about is a continuation of what he said in verse 19. What did he say in verse 19? He said, Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. Always giving thanks to the God and Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know what he's saying? When you're worshiping, when you're singing, that you give thanks through your singing. You see, the focus of our singing ought to be to give thanks to God. The focus of our singing is to express our gratitude to God. And notice that he uses this phrase that you probably wish he didn't use and I wish he didn't use. It's the phrase, all things. Here's the question. Can we really sing with hearts of gratitude in hard times? And the answer is, it depends on how we sing. Are we singing from our hearts to the Lord? If we're singing from our hearts to the Lord, then those all things can be things that drive us closer to God. Those all things can be those can be some of those things that cause us to search God's Word and and we find strength and hope and now we've got something to give thanks for. 
All things can be those things that stretch our faith and make us grow when we know it's painful and we know it's no fun, but we also know God's doing something in our lives and God's working in us and through us and it causes us to give thanks to the Lord. You see, sometimes music will allow you to say what your mouth could never say. When your lips are silent, turn to songs of praise. Because sometimes music allows you to express things that your mouth is not ready to say. You found that true, haven't you? Days when it's, it's like, God, I'm angry, or God, I'm hurt, or God, I'm grieving. God, I don't understand. And all of a sudden, there was a song that came on the radio. And you found yourself faintly singing that song when your lips never would have said those words. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. Comma. Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Before you write that off as impractical, let me remind you where Paul was when he wrote these words. He was in prison. He was not sitting on a padded pew. He wasn't sitting in a $3 million mansion. He, he wasn't going through a time where everybody was healthy and everybody was well. When he wrote these words, he was sitting in a prison cell. And under the direction of the Spirit of God, he says, let me tell you one of the results of being filled by the Spirit. One of the results of being filled by the Spirit is even when you're sitting in a prison cell. You can always give thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because sometimes music allows you to express something that your mouth couldn't or wouldn't say. Now the beautiful thing about this text is that we've got an example that Paul lived what he preached. I want you to go to Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16. Acts 16, verse 22 and following. The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten. Don't just read past that. Let's try to experience that for a moment. Just What would that be like, that the crowds turned against you to some degree to to a degree that you've never experienced that kind of hatred before, and you were arrested, and you were stripped, and you were beaten. Your body is bruised and bloodied. Your back is likely raw from the whip. Now, continue reading. Verse 23, after they had been severely flogged, not just flogged, severely flogged, they were thrown into prison not just placed there, not carried there, but their bloodied body, beaten, severely flogged, 
they picked them up and literally threw them into the prison cell. And the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. Upon receiving such orders, he put them in the inner cell where it was dark and likely damp and fastened their feet in the stocks. Now they're not going anywhere for sure. Verse 25, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening to them. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening to them. What in the world did he have to sing about? What in the world was there? How in the world could he express any kind of thanksgiving? How could he express any kind of praise? How could there be anything in his heart that would say, This is wonderful and good, and I'm going to sing praises to God? Because when you're filled with the Spirit of God, regardless of the situations that you're in, you still have that relationship with God for which you can be thankful. You have that resource in God for which you can be thankful. You have the the personal connection to God for which you can be thankful. Keep reading about midnight, verse 25. Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken at once. All the prison doors flew open, and everybody's chains came loose. And the jailer woke up, and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, Don't harm yourself. We're all here. The jailer called for lights. He rushed in, fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He certainly was one of those who had been listening to to them singing. He brought them out and he asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? You know what he was saying? I want what you've got. I've sat in this prison cell many, many years. And I have never ever heard anybody singing after they've been beaten. I don't know who you're singing to. I don't know what you're saying. I just know that I want what you've got. What must I do to be saved? What if Paul and Silas said, nobody around here is going to be singing. I'm not singing either. Pretty dead in here tonight. They sang and made music in their heart to the Lord. And God was so impressed, He sent an earthquake and got them out. My last statement I had put on my notes is this. Being filled with the Spirit allows you to give thanks to God when it appears to the world you have nothing to be thankful for. 
Now let's go back to Ephesians. We're going to finish up tonight. We said that there are five participial phrases that come out of that command, be filled with the Spirit. Uh, the first one, you review it with me. What's the first one? Speak to one another. What's the second one? I com- actually combined two and three. The second one was sing and then make music. Now, whether make music is with an instrument or making music in your heart. And then the third one was what? Give, always giving thanks. Here's, here's the fourth phrase that is the direct result of being filled with the Spirit. Paul says, um, let me get in the right chapter. Verse 21, here's the the, the fourth phrase. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. It's interesting when you look at the text that Paul began this by saying, speak to one another. And now he uses the same idea, submit to one another. The same concept of this guy. Same concept. Submitting to one another. Now, we're going to talk about this probably next week, Lord willing, because this verse really sets the stage for the next section. Because in the next section, he's going to use that S word that women don't like. Submit. Ladies, do not stay home next week. Please. Because if you'll come and bring your husband with you, You'll be glad you came. Alright? But he says, submit to one another. Understand what he's saying. Part of the result, one of the results of being filled with the Spirit is not that you're trying to always be first. And you're trying to always win the battle. And you're trying to always get your way. And you're trying to always be the one that's in charge. And you're trying to, it's my way or the highway. Paul says, no, 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 no. No, submit to one another. And then use, look at this phrase. Submit to one another how? What does he say? How? Out of reverence for Christ. You know why sometimes you have problems with, with other individuals, other Christians? It's because you're, you're not focusing on living in reverence to Christ. You're focusing on winning the battle with that person. And the whole idea of submitting to one another just makes your stomach turn because you can't stand one another. He says, if you're really filled by the Spirit, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. I'll close with this. Sometimes, in relationships with each other, Sometimes in relationships with other brothers and sisters of Christ, you have to put them first, submitting to one another. You have to put them first, 
Not because you want to, but because you want to be obedient to your Savior. You want to live in accordance with His will. You want to be filled with His Spirit. And when you are filled with His Spirit, there won't be a battle, there won't be a competition, there won't be any of that junk that sometimes goes on because you're submitting to one another, not because He deserves it, but because you reverence the Lord Jesus Christ. And that sets the stage for what Paul is going to say to husbands and wives in the next study. Out of reverence for Christ, this is the way you should act. Let's pray. I thank you, Lord, for your word and for challenging us. And I pray that indeed, God, we would, I would worship you more genuinely. And I pray you'd remind us when we come together Sunday morning. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. And even if this week we have trials and problems, may we, may we come here filled with your Spirit ready to express through music what our mouths could never say. And may you lead us and empower us and fill us with your Spirit this week. Because we sure need you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.